I have spent quite a bit of time on the intro for this episode because <laughs> it's the first bonus episode. So to help, but you're going to have to help me. So I'm currently, if you check your email, I've just sent you something. Oh my goodness. Nothing's come through from you, Alan. Oh, it's just come through from Alan. It's just come through, through from, from Alan after all. Right, you start then. Well, Alan, I made this it. This is mental. <laughs> <laughs> it is mental, isn't it? Well, Alan, I made it, despite your directions. Ah, co-host Heather, welcome. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable podcast. Yes. Holy gods, my season 14 pod is ruined. But what if I were to use an earlier episode and disguise it as one from later? Oh, 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 delightfully devilish, Alan. Alan, with his crazy explanations, his podcast's gonna need her medication. When she hears Alan's lame exaggerations, there'll be trouble in town tonight. Alan! Heather, I was just, uh, just stretching my ha- calves on the podcast, Mike. Isometric exercise. Care to join me? Why is there smoke coming out of your laptop, Alan? Uh, oh, that isn't smoke, it's steam. Steam from the rage generated by the poor quality of the later episode. Mmm, poor quality. Whew. Heather, I hope you're ready for 22 short films about Springfield. I thought we were having poor quality later season episodes. Oh, no, I, I said high quality earlier episode. That's what I call later episodes. You call later episodes high quality earlier episodes? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Uh-huh. Uh, what region? Uh, East Antrim. Really? Well, I'm from Carrickfergus, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase high-quality earlier episode. Oh, not in Carrickfergus, no, it's a it's a Lauren expression. I see. You know, this episode is quite similar to one that aired in Season 7. Oh no, Season 14 episode, post-show dip and quality recipe. For a later episode? Yes. Yes, and you call this a later episode despite the fact that it's obviously from Season 7. Yeah, you know, the one thing I should... Excuse me for one second. Of course. Oh, well, that was wonderful. A good time was had by all. I'm pooped. Yes, I should be. Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis. Uh, Aurora Borealis, at this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, locally, localized entirely within this podcast. Yes. May I see it? No. Alan, your laptop's on fire! No, mother, it's just the Northern Lights. Well, Alan, you're an odd fellow, but I must say you steam a good pod. Help! Help! (laughs) Welcome to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Bonus episode number one. The stupidest of the sexiest episode that's ever been. (laughs) Oh, yes. This is season seven, episode 21. 22 short films films about Springfield. Springfield. Selected by my wonderful co-host, Heather Anderson. Thank you, and letting me select, putting the power in my paws, Alan Irwin. Yeah. So, um, if you if this if you thought right, I'm going to start listening to this podcast, and you went, oh, there's an episode I actually know, and you've tuned in, and you've got three minutes of us recreating Steamed Hands with a very tortured podcast version. That's what we, not what we normally do. I mean, it essentially is, but it just we normally get going a bit quicker than that. But I couldn't not. You know what I mean, Helen? Yeah. Did you enjoy? You didn't know we were going to do that. Did you enjoy? I that? did enjoy that. I also enjoyed being Skinner's mum. I think I feel like I do a good old lady in distress voice. You do. You absolutely do. Um, and in many ways, you're you are an old lady in distress. Twenty-two short films about Springfield. Will I do the synopsis? Yeah. 
Season 7, episode 21. 22 short films about Springfield. Bit annoying, it's not episode 22, but that's nothing. In a brief respite from spitting on cars from a bridge, Barton Millhouse wonder what sort of stories the citizens of Springfield have to tell. We then get to see many of them that occur over just one day, and it's a cavalcade of tomfoolery. Hams are steamed, gum is hammered, ball gags are put on, and monkeys pay as we take a special look at some of the lesser sung heroes of everybody's favourite all-American time. Amen, brother. So, in a sentence, Heather, why did you pick this episode? I just really fucking love it. It's so fun. All the references are great. It's just, it's so nice. And I feel like it's its just the perfect amount of recurring characters just having their time to shine. Yeah, see, there's other episodes we've done where you feel like there's too, and I agree with you in some cases, that there's too much of a focus on somebody who's kind of a one-note character. There's just enough of each of them mm-hmm. to make it interesting. Yeah. And then, obviously, it's just fucking bonkers and great. I've tried as best I can to keep a track of all the stories, but if I miss anything, I mean, this is one of your favorite. Would you say this is your favorite episode? I'd say it's one of my top three, because I kind of had three choices whenever I was choosing it. And then whenever you mm-hmm. asked me, I did, like, whatever one I said first. I also love The Springfield Files. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing episode. And I think my third favourite, I can I can never remember the name of it, but you know, the do it for her one for Maggie. It's just very sweet. And it's one of those ones where the, the end of it gets me every time and I love it. So you picked this one just because it, would you say it's of the three, it's the funniest one? I think. Like joke ratio, joke to minute yeah. ratio. Yeah, like if, I, right. if, I'm, if I'm having a bad day more often than not, I will watch this episode because no matter how many times I watch it, I love it. Right, perfect. So let's just fucking get into it. No chalk gag again. Yes. And then the couch gag is like fish people Simpsons. And I did enjoy the TV was a treasure chest that opened when they sat down. That was fun. So it kicks off. Bart and Milhouse are um, spitting on cars on on the freeway. Bart's like, you know, do you ever worry about the people, think about the people who were spitting on? And Milhouse is like, I try not to because it makes it harder to spit on them. Bart goes, oh, there must be loads of great stories. But Milhouse isn't listening because he's squirting mustard on the convertible. He's a wee wab. Isn't he? He's a, he's a wee piece of work. Bart's like, let's not think about this anymore. So they decided to just go to the Quickie Mart. And that's where we kick off our first segment, where Apu decides to finally have five minutes of fun in the Jolly Ben Galley. <laughs> I love this story so much. It's such a mess. It's I great. feel like out of, all this, out of all the short films about mm-hmm. Springfield, this one's underrated. I feel like not enough people reference it. And I think it's fucking fantastic. I really, yeah. really love oh, it. Oh, it is. And it's like, you will be there or kindly be square. Is like, <laughs> yeah. um, so he's like, I'll have five minutes. So he goes, eats a tofu dog, which Don't will pump in his stomach. <laughs> yeah. He has a dance. He goes like, I am a freakazoid. Come on and wipe me up. Yep. And then he gets with this woman. Uh, you're only arranged to be married. And they go into <laughs> like the, it's like the boiler room, boiler house or something. I thought it was like a pool house. Oh, my, oh, is it a pool house? I don't know what it is, but yeah, okay, I pool don't house. Know. Sorry. And he comes, he comes out, and he's smoking a cigarette, of course. He and he's like, backwards. his jacket's half off, but like, it looks like his jumper. He's put his head through the sleeve. Oh, I thought than, it was like, just on neck. backwards because, like, he oh, always has it a is. collar, so the collar's off, maybe. Oh right, maybe that's what it is then. Yeah. So he's like, "Don't worry, I'll tell everybody you're untouchable." And then he walks in, does some people, and they all fall in the pool and have a big laugh. <laughs> Never have I partied so hardy. <laughs> And then they run back and he's like, he gets back with one minute to spare. So that was four minutes. So he managed to get there, eat, dance, ride, smoke a cigarette, fall in the pool and get back in four minutes, which means that's some very disappointing sex. I mean, they don't call it a quickie for nothing. That very much was a quickie. Like, it couldn't have been any more than 30, 40 seconds, you know. Do you know what else is quickie? 
the mart. Hey, very good, very good. Where our old pal Mole Man is waiting. And he says, You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Oh, I'd probably waste them anyway. What I think about as well, the implication that they just locked him in there for four minutes. I know. He's like, I'm away. <laughs> so then we cut to the Simpson house because the Simpsons do get little short stories, but they're just... They're as minor characters as everybody else in this episode. Yeah. And there's a bit in it. This is one of the things I reference more than anything else, which is, you know, he goes, such and such is sponsored by Gorman's Ear Gods. God your ears with Gorman's. Because (laughs) my dog goes to a vet called Gortland's. So I'm constantly driving going, God your pets with Gortland's, which should be their (laughs) slogan. It's 100%. Lisa comes in with a can. Marge looks like she's having an existential crisis. Like, oh, she, she just really feels nothing. does. Um, and Lisa's like, Dad threw his beer at the Miracle Grow guy on TV. Can I recycle it? Um, so Lisa goes out, and Bart's coming past the skateboard, and he throws gum and it sticks in her hair. And she's like, ah! That is my favorite part of that story because it's such a funny reaction. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it is. And Marge is like, if I remember my Heloise, it's peanut butter you put on it. So she puts peanut butter on it. doesn't move. She's like, I need some <laughs> mayonnaise, mayonnaise to get going. And then Lisa goes outside and is like, I smell like a sandwich. What fucking sandwich is that? <laughs> Ugh, this one that I don't want to try. Although, you know that um, you know that picture of her sitting like all slumped over with yeah. legs crossed? That used to be my uh, Twitter profile picture. Tell it. Yeah, and I think That's it's cute. quite accurate for me. Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. So Lisa smells like a sandwich, and then because of the sandwich ingredients, it attracts loads of bees. Bees? Bees. And then we follow a bee. <laughs> it's all right. Do you, uh, you don't watch Rest of Development, do you? No. That reference was wasted on you, I'm sorry. There's a bit where someone goes, it's about her bee business. Bees? Beads. Bees? <laughs> Are you saying I, I think bees I have seen that, or beads? <laughs> Bzzz. <laughs> so the bee flies past and it lands on Smithers' glasses. Yeah, And he's on a tandem bike with Mr. Burns. <laughs> and he's like, I'm allergic to bee stings. They cause me to die. <laughs> I say that all the time. Do you? About everything. It's like, I'm allergic to... Are you allergic to anything? I'm allergic to penicillin and very specifically, you know that uh, lip balm brand, Lipsil? I'm allergic yep. to the strawberry flavour of that. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't think I'm allergic to anything. So Burns tries to swat it off and I love Smithers' face when he's stung. Because yeah. the tongue goes like, and his oh, left oh, eye swells up really big. It's hideous. And then Burns, like the only way Burns, he refuses to paddle, so the only way he can get him to a hospital, he goes, Grab me to a hospital. And the only way he can get him to a hospital is to berate him. And he uses such great insults, right? Such as, you stuporous funker. And you wretched shirkaday. (laughs) Shirkaday is such a great insult. It's amazing. Like, he's lazy. You shirkaday. And then the. This is my favourite bit of the whole episode. The bike falls over and then the, the orderlies come out and lift burns. <laughs> yeah, I love Dr. Nick. Like, oh, you need some alcohol. Yeah. Holy smokes, you need booze. <laughs> and he, they go in while Smithers dies in front of the hospital. <laughs> and he goes into like a medical review board. And one of the charges is that he misuses the cadavers and his defence is, I get here earlier when I drive in the carpool lane. <laughs> 
It's fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. He's keeping dead bodies in the oh house. Oh my god. Oh, I love Jesus. that as well. There's an old man and he needs to see a quack. A quack, yeah. He's like, I'll go. And then he goes, he's got ants in his pants and he's got a uh, bonus eruptus. <laughs> when your skeleton tries to jump out of your body. Now you're talking. And then he asks for a golf cart battery and the guy goes, Doctor, I can't in good conscience, which is just great. <laughs> Damn it, man, now there's no time. <laughs> so funny. Oh, and then he, off- because they decide to drop the charges, he offers free nose jobs to everybody. And the first person he picks is Jasper. Give me, give me the Van Heffern. <laughs> I love Jasper so much. Well, oh. well, well, if it isn't the tooth fairy. I, I'd love a free nose job. I really would, like. I don't like my nose at all. No, I don't. It's got a big bump and it's crooked. I don't like it at all. It's the one cosmetic procedure that I would like. Oh. Well, I like your Feel free to chip in. If we start a Patreon, I'll get myself a nose. So then we cut to the bar. It's nice to see alcoholic Barney for the first time in the (gasps) podcast. He's clean and sober in season 14. Yeah. Now, I did some, I crunched some numbers here, okay? (laughs) Because, you know the way they said Barney's bar tab was $14 billion? Yeah. So I tried to work out how much he would have to be drinking to get his bar tab and I've done it so this is the kind of effort I go to for this oh podcast right? So, so if Barney drinks in the bar every day for 20 years and I've said a beer is $4 I feel like that's probably about right for the time period yeah he drinks almost half a million beers a day oh that poor man's liver See, this this little dum-dum doesn't know how numbers work I'm really glad he's off it now also <laughs> I'm a great really moment. glad he's off it that's me off it I loved so Snake comes in and like puts a gun to Barney's head and was like I'll blow this wino's head off if you move so Mo charges into like a secret compartment in the wall and he's like I'm behind three inches of bulletproof glass do your worst and then he just takes the money but the, the best bit is Mo turning the light switch on and off yeah. because that's all he can do and then Barney like looks around all confused like who's doing the light <laughs> I oh, love Barney fuck. so much. And then Mo runs out of air and collapses. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> Yeah, asphyxiation. <laughs> so then we go to what probably is the most famous part of this episode, but like this what I always thought this, but watching the game confirmed to me is nowhere near the funniest bit of the episode. Like Steam Times yeah, is great and you can do a lot of things class. with it. But it's not like I think Apu's segment's funnier. I think Apu's segment's funnier. I think the Mr. Burns Smithers thing is funnier. Like there's a few things, but then I also don't know if I think other parts of the episode are funnier because I've seen the steamed ham so much and there's so many memes about it. Point. Like it's it's very oversaturated. It's oversaturated in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. What we um, need to do is replace it with all the dialogue from our with our version, and people will. It's like a. It's like it would be like you remember whenever George Lucas brought out the special editions and everybody preferred those. Do you remember that? Do you remember when yeah. everybody preferred? Although what when I will say things? is my favorite moment for Steam Tabs was because um, I went to Iceland with uh, my two friends and we saw the Aurora Borealis like three times, and every single time they. I didn't re- well, the first time I didn't realize they were trying to take a video, but it was just me going Aurora Borealis. <laughs> background of their videos and i they i pissed them off so much and i didn't even mean to but it was very funny to me that's very so stupid my my uh northern light story is me and my wife went to um, my wife i knew you were gonna do that uh (laughs) me and my wife 
went to Iceland and we were on we didn't see the Northern Lights well I didn't because we were on the bus on the way in and she sort of saw them a bit you know in the horizon yeah but she didn't bother to tell me I was looking at my phone and she just didn't go like oh by the way there's the Northern Lights <laughs> that's very funny first of all uh, Steamtown's great theme music yes Seymour also what are they drinking because it looks like Calpol it's in a champagne flute but it's purple Buckfast <laughs> No, that, that could be it. I would do like a wee glass of Calpol. So yeah, that segment, I mean, it, it's funny. You can't get past that. Like at the same yeah, time. The lies are all funny. Um, the stuff about Utica Ooh, and all. deliciously funny. devilish, Seymour. <laughs> yes. Ho, ho, ho. Isometric exercise. Care to join me? And Chalmers just turns and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So then we cut to Homer, who is carry, walking the dog, carrying Maggie and some groceries. And he spots a newspaper that says Helms calls for donut tax, which is a nice wee reference to Jesse Helms. He, he gets the paper, but accidentally drops Maggie into the newspaper box thing. Yeah. And then he tries to get the 25 cents to like get her out. But he goes, oh, why did I have to stop at the railroad tracks? He tries to think of something and he decides, oh, what I'll do is I'll get the squeezy cheese. And in the words of that kid in Shelbyville, his can control is excellent because he writes an entire message in Squeezy Cheese, gives it to the dog, and the dog just eats it. Which is <laughs> he's like, I don't think it's something. And I, have to say, I think in the whole thing, he's been very sweet to Maggie. He is. Like, he's really worried about her. And he, t- he just rips the whole thing out of the ground and takes <laughs> it home and just plays peekaboo with her in bed in a fucking, like, what do you call those? I don't know what they are. Um, I, I don't know what you call them. They don't have them here. You couldn't trust people not to just take them all. True, yeah. But Maggie pulls the newspaper over and it's a bur- picture of a crusty burger. So then we cut Chief Wiggum eating the yes. most disgusting looking burger. Like there's no meat. It's just sauce. Yeah, it's just pure bap. They discuss, they basically do the, the, yeah, the Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction thing. In that, I think the funniest line of the Pulp Fiction one is, you know when he, he's like, oh, Royal with cheese, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes... What do they call a Whopper? He goes, I don't know, I didn't go into Burger King. And I don't know why, but that just tickles me. <laughs> yes. So they talk about Krusty Burger and they're like, and to get it, so he decides to get some donuts. So to get him out, they like deflate the seat. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> so we then cut to my old friend, the Bumblebee Man. Yeah, yeah he's had a terrible day. When a disaster old day, electricity dad. Um, and... <laughs> He's like, what is it? Uh, what's what's the Spanish word for oranges? Oranges. It's like, but basically he's going like, ah, oranges in the cupboard. It's like, because <laughs> they all hurt in the head. <laughs> the dog's going, <laughs> it's really annoying. <gasps> Please do that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like candelabra precarioso. And it rips out of the thing and collapses and wrecks the house. And his wife comes down and gives him divorce papers, which is very funny. So apparently, I didn't know this, he's a parody of El Chapulín Colorado, who was a Mexican TV character in the 70s. El Chapulín Colorado. And then he's very sad. So the dog's still going, meep, meep, meep. And he goes, ¿Dónde está mi tequila? Oh, the bumblebee. The bumblebee, yeah. man. So then we cut to Wiggum's got his donuts got and he walks donuts. out in front of Snake. So is Snake on the run then? He must be I on the run. I think so, yeah, because ru- this happens. Yeah. This is after he's just robbed Mo. Because I, I, that's course, another reason yes. why I like it because it's the whole Pulp Fiction storyline but then they also do yeah, the Pulp like Fiction thing where it's like all chopped up. They're all connected. So he runs him over but but he's like, hey, we've got to swap insurance information. He just chases after him and they end up rolling into, isn't it Herman you call Herman, that guy? yeah. 
Herman shot and Herman's man. like and he's like got a shotgun. He's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna kill you and then bomb you, but we'll talk we'll get back. There's more bombing later. So we then go to Reverend Lovejoy using his Dulux dog to have a shit on Ned's lawn. And yeah. what's nice is when it, he pretends to condemn his dog to hell for doing yeah. it. <laughs> That's really over the top. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> I love the disdain that Lovejoy has for Flan the Flanders. Is, is oh, it so makes funny. me so happy. Oh. And it's not unwarranted because remember they, they talk about like he just constantly got calls and all that just grind them down. Yeah. over time. Ned goes around to get a snow shovel from Homer, but he sees like Lisa. Tra- he's like still making juice the old fashioned way. You mean there's a better way? <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa's not working so he goes like why don't you freeze it with an ice cube and then hit it with a hammer that works when I get bubbly gum in the old push broom and I don't like he calls it I a push broom I don't like the push broom thing so but did you notice how close he had a hammer to a child's head like he's fucking battering it Jesus take oh, I the seem wheel to jam more hair into it <laughs> and I love the line where Willie's like you're a fool man chewing gum's gotta be chewed out <laughs> which to be fair probably would work I like don't. i wouldn't do it but if you chew gum your hair and you got somebody to chew the chewing gum that would probably loosen it from your hair it would make it more sticky though because it would be more that's like also true it would be more gummy well, have you ever got gum in your hair how would you get yes. it out um the way i chose to get out was just not make a fuss and just snip as little of the hair away as i when, could how, how did you end up with gum in your hair high school guys being pricks Oh, right, yeah, arseholes. But it would, like, it's literally a case of you don't, um, you just, you know, it's like, you know, if you're trying to print something out last minute, you don't show any fear or it knows and it gets worse. So you just, like, pull out and then just, like, snip as few of the hairs as you can until you can just, like... Pull it away. Okay, that's that's good. So Lisa's worried everybody's fine now because, like, a mascot turns up. And all. <laughs> I liked Uder saying, my father is foreman of the Dusseldorf Gumfucks. <laughs> I love him so much. Don't oh, make me hot, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Then we cut to some focal never lose a toe, but then again some focal like Cletus, this like John Yoko. <laughs> and I think it's sweet that he's went and found some boots to give his wife I for the topless know. dancing audition that she's doing. I love Cletus. The best put them back where from you got them. <laughs> I really enjoyed him calling his ma. His ma. You know, kind of, I could oh. call my ma from up here. Hey ma, get off the dang roof. <laughs> and then we follow the telephone lines. To comic book guy, yes, ordering something with extra cheese. I don't know; it could be a burger, could be cheese. pizza, chips, could just be cheese. And Melhouse comes in really needing to piss, and he's like, "Well, you have to buy something." And he, he points out a photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore, which just <laughs> makes me laugh so much. And like, it's, it doesn't just say like Roger Moore; it says something like like to Kevin, all the best, Roger yeah. Moore, which just I don't know why. Melhouse is like, I only got was it seventy five cents or something, so he's going to buy a comic book. Well, the answer was fries and he gets dragged away before he can piss. So then they end up in back in the shop where Herman's. Wiggum and Snake are tied up with ball gags in their mouth where they're waiting for Zed, who was the name of the guy in Pulp Fiction, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Kirk comes in. He's like, oh, you know, can I use the bathroom? And Kirk also was going to be tied. And I'm like, that's a lot of bumming. Like, that's three men to bum. I mean, some folk are insatiable, I guess. Some folk will never bum three men, but then again, some folk will like Herman, the something shop owner. <laughs> like Herman, the weapon shop local. Yeah, there you go. That'll do. 
Milhouse pisses very fast though. Like he's in out two seconds. He probably the way kids often they don't even need to piss that much. They're just being dramatic. Yeah. So he comes out and he hits him with a flail. I love that. That's how he gets foiled. What a bumbling yeah. child. The best intentions gone awry. Wiggum just jumps away, like still in his chair with the ball gag in his mouth. And then that Lisa runs past and into the barbers. Yes. And I love the barber so much. I love I him so in, you know, the episode where uh, Homer gets his hair back and he's like, mm-hmm. Homer Simpson, I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> well, he says, he goes, if you keep squirming, there's going to be a little bald girl with no lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lisa gets that hair, which is like stylish. She's like, I finally feel like a real person. And she gives him a kiss, but doesn't pay him, which I don't think is fair. I know. And just leaves. But Nelson laughs at her and then she's very sad and puts a big hat on. She's like, mm. Oh, Nelson. Nelson and her. So Nelson's laughing at everybody, laughs at the old woman. Mountain pies and penny whistles. <laughs> <laughs> she falls in a bit and then laughs at the really tall guy. Oh, the really who, tall man is my favourite re- thing in the world. <laughs> he, he reminded me a bit of Hank Hill. Yes, apparently he is. Let me just check because I have a little bit of trivia. He is a caricature of The Simpsons writer Ian Maxtone Graham, voiced by Hank Azaria. He appears again briefly on the bus at the beginning of The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Well, there you go. I have a mate who's six foot eight and uh, he used to drive a wee four seat. Not the body shame, but nobody has that business being that tall. <laughs> well, here, I know. But I sat beside him on a flight back from New York and he was just so uncomfortable. Like, the world is not made for you. It's yeah. like those stories about Andre the Giant shitting in a bath because the toilets were just too small. Oh, my God. Wiped his bum with a shower curtain. That's the point where it crosses a line, I think. Oh, that's gross. Anyway, so Tom gets out and he's like, you know, should I be mocked for... Well, no, actually what happens is he runs and he's like, where is he? And Lisa gives him up immediately. Like, oh, Lisa's absolutely. such a tight. She's like, he's down there. Well, she had a nice haircut and he was a dick. I know. It's, so the tall guy's like, you know, he doesn't, Nelson doesn't get it. He's like, you know, uh, everybody needs to be able to drive, even the very tall. Should I be laughed at because I can't afford a big car? And Nelson's like, yeah, I suppose so. And he's like, oh. And so then, now, do you think tall man goes a bit far here? No, like I he, think it's very funny. He debags a child and then makes him walk up the middle of the road ha, and ha, kisses ha. at people. Hey, everybody, it's that boy who laughs at everyone. Let's laugh at him. And then Nelson's <laughs> crying and blowing kisses. Like, it's a bit sad. Do you yeah, think it's a bit also, far? He laughs at everyone. He had it coming. Yeah, but he's a child. And can we say he didn't learn from it? Fair point. Okay. So then to finish it off, he gets squirted in the face with mustard and ketchup. <laughs> which he will beat the shit out of Barton Millhouse when he sees them again. Like, Does he know it's them, though? I don't know, but like, well, he'll do it anyway because, you know, bullies are, it's often repressed anger at something that happened to them. Yeah. His dad did leave for cigarettes and never come back. So Bart's like, you know, look, turns out there's loads of great stories, but there's just not time to tell them all. And it starts to fade out, but then Professor Frink arrives and he's like, <laughs> yes. one of the monkeys stole the glass, glasses off my head. I, I actually really enjoy the Frank closer. I like, and I think that's more than enough Frank for an episode. Oh, we had a couple of episodes yes. early in season fourteen uh, that like, um, was too Dr. much of Hibbert's him. Island, yeah. And I like that. I didn't know his first name was John. So the the show he has an idea for is called the Tom Fullery of Professor John Frank. And then what's the song? It's like he goes. I even wrote theme music. Professor Frank. Professor Frank. He'll make you laugh. He'll, he'll make, make you, you think. think. And then it's it's like something and the sum with the person. Oh boy. That monkey is going to pay. (laughs) (laughs) It fades out and that's it. 
That is the end of 22 short films about Springfield. It's just class. And even down to the fact that like all the transitions between stories are fucking perfect. Like, oh, my favourite one is the holding up the picture of the burger and then to the Krusty Burger. I love that transition so much. It, it makes my heart, yeah. my cold, dead heart sing. You have the opposite of a cold, dead heart. Your heart is too warm. Don't tell people that. I want to be known as a big old bitch. I want to be cool. Cool people don't care about things. And I care about everything all the time at once. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> okay, let's 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 grade this out of five. Now, what I will say is, obviously, by post-season 14 standards, this is a five. That's a, mm-hmm. you know. But I want you to grade it on the basis of, like, its era. Yes. Because I looked to see, when I was looking up the episode, I looked up season seven, and there's just hit after hit. Like, yeah. so many great um, ones in that season. I'm going to go for four and a half, because I really mm-hmm. fucking love the episode. And I also think as well, every time that I've watched it, I've noticed a different little thing in one of the stories. Mm-hmm. And I like okay. that. So it's, it's while it's obviously like everyone's already seen it, there's always little bits. And I think that that's nice, because you're not just... It's it's less smooth brain whenever you're doing a rewatch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like that. Sort of keeps it peppy, keeps it punchy, keeps it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go with four. Now, from talking That's about this, fair. I do, I did like it more than I remembered. Like, I, I always liked it, but I, yeah. I didn't raise quite a much. But I feel like if I was going, I don't think it would be on my top five episodes, you know? So yeah. I feel like I have to grade it that little bit lower. That's fair. But it's great. Like, I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast that hasn't heard this episode or seen this episode yeah. before. But you definitely should watch it if you haven't. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I think that's also a thing as well, where it's one of those episodes where whenever you go back to it, no matter how good you remember it being, it is better than what you remember mm-hmm. it. Especially if you haven't watched it in a while. 100% recommend. Hey, buddy, you ever heard of season seven of The Simpsons? Fucking get to know, bro. Well, we'll do this is this has been our first bonus episode. Uh, and we'll do another one, I think, when we finish season fourteen and I'll pick yeah. that time. So that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be nice. Um I already know what I'm gonna pick. Thanks for downloading this very special bonus episode. Happy if you enjoyed it, say because we'll do to you. <laughs> I'm assuming it's gonna be someone's birthday when they're listening to this. Fair enough, that's a good reason. Happy um, birthday, dear listener. And many more. Yes, and many more is right. I love and many more. I love and many more. We might do other bonus episodes, like maybe themed things or something. We'll leave it there. Thanks for tuning in. There will be uh, uh, your regular scheduled Stupid Sexy Podcast. Back to season 14. We'll be out on Wednesday as ever. But for now, this will do it for the bonus episode. I've been Alan Irwin. And I have been Heather Anderson. And we'll say goodbye. No, wait, no, please, don't, don't finish. I, I, I have an amusing anecdote. I even wrote theme music. Oh boy, that Heather is going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you again, guys. Bye-bye. Slaters. <laughs>